Welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I'm your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is a podcast of two friends living a country apart and burning it down from either end. We decided to take the first year, apparently, of our podcast to discuss the <laughs> COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects your lives, how it affects our lives, and, you know, the slow, inevitable heat death of the world. <laughs> we hope not, but <laughs> at least we're chronicling it as it happens, yes. if that is the case. <laughs> have you yeah. been? Um, all right. I've just, I don't know. It's been a grind of a week, but like a weird one. If I, like, if all the weeks were people, this week would be dopey or dwarves. If all the weeks were dwarves, this uh, week would be dopey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. How are you? Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, hanging in there doing the things, you know, this week's passing quickly, so that's always good, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I I think so, actually. Usually you want weeks to go by quickly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and we are recording this, like, right after Matt's finished his day of work so yeah we got we got the good brain cells <laughs> uh, i'm firing on all two pistons all right <laughs> let's jump into it how is the greater virginia area doing uh so we are at 581,408 cases which is up 5,358 cases in the last week um so better mm-hmm. than last week. Last week was kind of horrific. Um we're at 24,414 hospitalizations, which is up 299 more than last week, which is not very good. Um yeah. given how how the uh daily case rate has been going lower and lower in the US. So Hopefully that is about to drop down. And then with deaths, we have 9,357, which is up 299 from the week before. So it's just, um, which is definitely better than it was. I mean, last week was nuts, <laughs> but that was because all of the death certificates were coming through yeah. from the holidays. So uh, I'll definitely take a, you know, 299 over over 1,000, but... Uh, still sucks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All of it always sucks. Um, we have 37 cases now in multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Oh. In fact, there was a child that passed away due to complications of COVID um, in Virginia this past week. So, wow. I don't know what this this is. What's going on in the minor population? especially since they're not very likely to get it. But, yeah, well, yeah, obviously more information coming with that as we continue to study the virus. Um, as far as percentage of population vaccinated with at least one dose, we're at 16.2%, and that was 14.8%, so we're just creeping and crawling right along. <laughs> and uh, our positivity rate, is 6.3 okay so 
better than last week, but still not super great. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the only other news I have is uh, for Virginia is that according to a study done by Wallet Hub, which if anything is one word and ends with hub, there's only one hub I really know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is Wallet Hub? Anyway. <laughs> um, the Commonwealth of Virginia is in the 51st place in terms of how well the state has handled the pandemic and how many people are getting vaccinated. The study included all 50 states and the District of Columbia, and we are last. Exactly, dead last. Wow. Yeah, it it doesn't inspire much hope, you know? (laughs) The five key metrics of the study were rates of COVID-19 transmission, positive tests, hospitalizations, deaths, and the share of eligible population getting the vaccine. So, yay? Yeah. (laughs) We won something (laughs) by losing? I don't know. We're number one. What is it, the Browns? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're number 51. We're (laughs) 51. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, What's going on in Colorado? So we are at 423,021 cases, up 5,000 week to week. Uh, 23,791 hospitalizations, up about 300 week to week. And 5,960 deaths, which is up 86 week to week, which is actually the first time we've been under 100 week to week in a very long time. So Wow, that's awesome. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at a 3.13% uh, positivity rate, so we're looking really good there. That keeps crawling down, Heck and yeah. we keep crawling up in vaccinations. We're at 5, sorry, 521,567 people have gotten both doses. That is a lot of people. That is a half a million people have now been vacc- fully vaccinated in Colorado. Uh, what? Dang it! <laughs> I want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to get all fat like me, and then everyone pressures you to get one, and then you're good. That's so weird to me. Like I I saw you post something about that, and I was like, what? Like it didn't make sense at the time, and then I was like, oh, comorbidity. I guess I get it, but like, if you have asthma, also go get it. it I I don't know. Yeah, you just got to figure out something. You got to be like, I just lost an organ, so I get a, I get a vaccine. <laughs> Give me a vaccine. I ejected my gallbladder. <laughs> um, no, uh, no news in Colorado, but can we talk about Texas for a moment here? Oh boy, it's always Texas. It's, it's like... always Texas. <laughs> so Governor Dipshit in Texas is um, <laughs> oh, <snap. laughs> he's decided to cover up how bad he handled the winter storms by killing everybody with COVID. Essentially, is, essentially. yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, they've completely removed all COVID restrictions throughout the entire Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and th- like. Someone brought up a really good point that 
it's just going to make contentions worse because businesses are still going to require, especially the big ones. Yep. Like they're still going to require masks. So now those businesses are being thrown under the bus because now they're going to have to deal with angry Texans being like, you can't make me wear a mask. And then they're going to be like, but we're a private business. Don't you like it when we exercise our rights as private business? And they're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not when it affects me. Only when it affects other people. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nuts. Like it is what a crazy, stupid move. And, like, there's something to be said for these new variants. I know that everyone's kind of like, I don't know if you feel this way, but when Mm. I hear the new information about variants, I just see people's eyes, like, glaze over and roll into their skull (laughs) and they take a nap because they're just like, I don't, I can't. I can't can't with another thing. Like, I, I can't. But if you actually, like, listen to what, these people are saying like there's this one particular variant that is very resistant to any treatment any vaccination and if we start willy-nilly breathing all over each other again we're probably going to be up for another spike yep which sucks because we want to see this end and we're declining and we are like back at summer numbers or close to summer numbers from last year like Let's keep it going. But of course, now we got Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling in saying, nah, lick each other's nose holes. <laughs> I mean, Texas has a history of ruining everything for everybody. So I guess tradition. <laughs> they do a little bit. It's just, it just really sucks. Like the elected officials in Texas really do not seem to care about their constituents. No. It's like, if you voted Democrat in Texas, like your Republican officials seem to want to actually murder you. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and that uh, sucks. yeah, this came out the same day that there's a big news story that said Houston is the only U.S. city to have all four of the major variants. Great. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That's a real thing. Someone took a screenshot of like one, I can't remember the news source, but yeah, same day. Oh my gosh. I just want this pandemic to be over. I know. I'm like, is it legal to block other states from entering states? Is that something a governor can enact? Maybe. I don't know. Man. Ugh. It's like uh, some people are like, just let Texas secede. I was like, yes. Yeah. Let Texas secede. Then the Democrats will have a majority in the rest of the <laughs> union and we'll never have to worry about this bullshit again. Oh, yeah. Now let them let them deal with it themselves. But unfortunately, that is exactly why that will never happen. So fever dream. And we need to get all the cool people out of Texas before it goes. This is true. All the people are keeping Austin weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will give some props, too. As you mentioned before, some of the companies are still keeping their uh mask rules target is a big one they put out a big press notice about that and our buddies at alamo draft house yeah um, they uh put out a whole thing that says we actually are basing our rules on science and not elected people and we're we're just following the cdc that's what my that's what the dance studio where i'm at that's what we say if anyone has any problems we're like we're following cdc yeah I don't know what you're talking about. Makes me want to go to the draft house, but I, I looked and there's really nothing I want to see playing. <laughs> like, I know. Like I'll, yeah. I'll give you guys the some The draft money. house near me, I mean, 
I have some friends that are going to the draft house in Charlottesville tonight. And, uh, I mean, the, the, it's like the other theaters that were open at, you know, before it's all separated and blah, blah, blah. But if it was closer, I'd go. Yeah. I still might. I might see something I don't want to see just to, uh, give them money for being a good company. Exactly. Yeah. Might as well. Like, uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's Texas right now. It is, um not letting us get out of this pandemic no it is not texas and florida Ooh. they're they're dragging us down <laughs> seriously uh so what's new in luna's world well um hmm what's new not a whole heck of a lot to be <laughs> honest <laughs> Uh, the only thing that has been occupying my brain space lately, which I'm not mad about, is that because the weather is getting nicer, I have been making list upon list upon list of the plant babies that okay. I want to bring into my home. Nice. <laughs> if, it, if I had, like, all the money, one, I wouldn't be living here, so then I could have <laughs> more plants. But if I had funds... There, I would have like little. I would have my own like nursery. I'd have like little sections. Like here's my perennials, and here are my annuals. Here's my <laughs> herb garden, and here are my veggies. Like, but okay, realistically, no, I'm not gonna be able to do everything. But I do plan on getting like some herbs. Um, and I definitely kind of murdered my Thai basil, so I think I'm gonna get another one. <laughs> And then I want to grow, like, some uh, veggies. And, like, I looked up, like, how to recycle cat litter stuff. Okay. Like, the boxes, the buckets that the cat litter comes in. Mm-hmm. I can re- recycle those into planters, and which I'm totally going to do. And then I'm going to um, – I'm thinking about starting compost, like, composting. Okay. So I'm going to buy, like, 300 worm friends <laughs> and then give them a bunch of soil and some stuff to eat and poop out. And then I'll use it to grow my things. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you up to? Uh, not a whole lot. My company did announce that we're they're not going to be forcing anyone to come into the office till at least September. So okay. They're... That's a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's You have until September to be like, I never have to go into the office again. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's interesting though. There's some stuff I some minor stuff I am missing. I'm finding, um, none of it's like I don't know. All the good, all the other stuff outweighs it. But like, you know, uh, you know, we used to get free pizza when it would snow really bad because no one would come into the office. Free pizza is always nice. Here's the thing. <laughs> I have been somewhat spoiled by one of my clients because they like we do project-based work and so at the end of a project we have a project celebration Mm -hmm. and they send everybody food at their house so yeah i'd like to do no like they send us a bottle of wine (laughs) and a bunch of snacks or food or they send us lunch or whatever and it's kind of awesome so pizza parties thing of the past dude i know Or like you know, if I just feel like I need a soda because I don't keep soda in the house, they keep them in all the uh, 
conference rooms and I can just go in and snag one. If I'm ever like, I just need... That's true, yeah, yeah. But I get it. It's only minor things. I am still preferably to be at home. It would be better if I had things to do outside of the home. Yeah. <laughs> then it would be a little bit an easier transition. Right. I have an idea. Why don't you take, like, your, I don't know, a, a recurring bank account thing, like put money into this savings account or something or checking account, mm-hmm. and then set up an automatic shipment every, like, three weeks of, like, snacks and stuff that you like, and then you just forget about it, and then every once in a while you'll just get some snacks for work. There you go. <laughs> Not a bad You're idea. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of that, that's pretty much it. It's cold and rainy today, so that's fun. Oh, I love cold and rainy. Not after a snow. Now it's just wet and gross. I love cold and rainy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the uh, time of year where all the people like you that want to do planting start having that debate of like, is it too early? Is it too late? Is it too early? It's too late. Yeah. Colorado, you yeah. get that one last freeze over that's always late. It's going to happen here, too. Like, people are like, oh, I'm putting my stuff in the ground, and I'm like, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So let's talk about our topic today. What are we talking about? So, uh, today we're going to discuss the work being done in Congress to address the issues behind some of the biggest civil unrest in the history of this nation, specifically the George Floyd protests in summer 2020 and the January 6th insurrection earlier this year. Uh, First, let's talk about the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Uh, To set the stage for Matt, um, I'm going to recap briefly. So the protests and riots of summer 2020 were in response to the murder of black American man George Floyd uh, by a police officer while three other officers watched and took no action to stop this murder. Um, The police officer knelt on the neck of George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, During this time, George Floyd pleaded for his life, his mom, and anyone to save him. He died. Uh, sparking the biggest social justice movement in the United States history, and it reverberated around the world. People took to the streets to protest the actions of police all throughout the United States after seeing video after video of police brutality against black citizens. So, Matt, can you tell us more about what is in this bill that that was passed by the United States House of Representatives? Yep. So this is H.R. Bill 7120. Uh, Mm -hmm. Justice and Policing Act of 2020. Uh, So here's a brief description of of most things that are in it. Uh, This bill addresses a wide range of policies and issues regarding uh, uh, policing practices and law enforcement accountability. It includes measures to increase accountability for law enforcement misconduct, to enhance transparency and data collection, and to eliminate discriminatory policing practices. The bill, uh, the bill felt uh, the bill facilitates federal enforcement of constitutional violations, uh, examples ex- excessive excessive use of force by state and local law enforcement. Among other things, it does the following: lowers the criminal intent standard from willful 
too knowingly or reckless to convict law enforcement officers for misconduct in federal prosecution. Limits qualified immunity as a defense and liability in a private civil civil against law enforcement officers or state correctional officers. And authorizes the Department of Justice to issue subpoenas in investigation of police departments for a pattern of practice of discrimination. So yeah, a lot there. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it is a lot, but it's it's comprehensive in a good way. Yeah. Like it it seems to be attacking all levels of police brutality, like not only the actual violent part of it, but afterwards when police are not held accountable whatsoever. Yep. Uh, quali- limiting qualified immunity, I think, is huge. Oh yeah. Like nothing is going to happen until that is done, because time and time again police officers will do whatever it is that they do and they can just be like well this is the first time this has ever happened and they're they'll be let off every time yep or it was in the pursuit it it was in the pursuit of you know law enforcement so i'm sorry we smashed into your house i know it was the wrong house but you know sorry oh my gosh yeah no knock warrants just it's atrocious what police can get away with yeah and there is no reason for it it's just been building and building over time giving them more power and less accountability and that is not a recipe for good civil like law enforcement yeah absolutely um and i know it's somewhere in here uh, it wasn't in my short description there but somewhere in the bill they're also banning use of chokeholds um good so again more awesome stuff so looks like some good things are coming out of a a lot of that civil unrest and the protesting and i think it really pushed our lawmakers to stop some of the stuff especially you know what the police hide behind of like yeah and and it's like again because everything in washington is so partisan it's like this should not be a partisan issue like you do not want your law enforcement just rampaging all willy-nilly all over your constituents. Yep. Like, why, why is that a good idea ever? Yep. Do you want to like, hear the voting record on it, though? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, it passed 236 to 181. Um, all cool. uh, 233 Dems voted yes, three Republicans said yes, and then 180 Republicans said no, and 14 abstained. It's, yeah. (laughs) I think it's absolutely shameful. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, they should be ashamed of themselves. Like, what's their excuse? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I try to think about what their excuse could be, but all I can come up with is, like, the police give me money like in my mind it's all money it's like i get funding from blah 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 blah. but or like for the real q crackers (laughs) i just assume that they're just like i don't know lizards are making this happen and like i I don't know i can't reason with q people right (laughs) so i just i truly don't understand why this is so contentious in Washington 
And I, we should point out that this is not the first bill that the House passed mm-hmm. after the George Floyd uh, riots and protests. Like, there was one passed, I think, last summer, but because the Senate was majority Republican, it was never going to see the Senate floor. Mm-hmm. So this is a new one. And uh, let's hope it sees the Senate floor. Yeah. I mean, it's got all... I mean, I assume it will. Yeah. Because we do have a slim majority um, in the Senate. The problem is the filibuster. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to require 60 votes to pass this thing, we're probably going to have a problem. But if the Democrats get rid of the filibuster and they just need a simple majority, as long as these quote-unquote moderate Democrats also agree that people should not be unilaterally murdered by the cops and cops not be held accountable, um, then we should be okay. But that's a lot of ifs. Yeah, it is. So it's a long road ahead, but this is still a major win to get it passed. Oh, yeah. No, this could this could have some really good stuff, um, you know, because it also inf- uh, enforces uh, body cams for all departments at all levels, where if you didn't know, it's only state at the moment that requires them, so it's by state by state. Mm-hmm. So requiring all of them to have body cams at all times is always positive. Um, a lot of uh, training on racial profiling and implicit bias so that's good. also good stuff. So mm-hmm. if this can go through as is, I think there can be a lot of good stuff that comes out of it. I don't I agree. I don't understand why people would vote against this again cuz if it's like you want the police to have consequences. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a good thing. Why <laughs> Why do you want to protect them from being held accountable for their actions? And and I have heard the um, the rebuttal that, well, police won't want to do their job if they're going to be held accountable. And I'm just like, how is that a rebuttal exactly? Yeah, that's not like, the defense why, you think it is. <laughs> why are you exactly like? Why are you hiring people that won't do their job unless they can get a jail get out of jail free card? Like, that is the biggest red flag ever. Yeah. Or if, like, they say, like, though the police can't do their job rightfully with all this uh, ahead of them. It's like, then what are they doing? Like- yeah. <laughs> totally. It's like, okay, like, I'm set up on a blind date and the guy is like, well, I'm down to, you know, go to dinner with you. But a lo- as long as, like, I can get out of jail free for rape later. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. No. I'll only go out That's with. Not okay. I'll only go out with you if you won't press charges. Press charges for what? Yeah. Don't worry about it. You just you can't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what? I don't know. It's it's very very strange and disconcerting. And I know that there are arguments out there for like little things here and there, like oh well, we shouldn't have body cams on everybody because that doesn't actually prove that um, like there's no uh, data to back up that it actually reduces um, violence or police brutality. And so people are like, well, why use the expense? And it's like, I would be willing to spend money 
to hold people accountable and then put rules in place that you have to keep them on. Yeah. And you have to keep the mics on. Yep. But um, people just don't want even the slightest. They don't even want the the idea of accountability floating around. Yeah, which is... It's, it's pretty disgusting. It is. So, yeah, I mean, that's most I got on this. It's I think is really cool. I actually just woke up this morning and saw something about it. I was like, oh, we should talk about this because yeah. I think this is yeah, it's uh, definitely awesome. some good stuff. Hell yeah. So uh, the other major event that related to protest and unrest that happened just two months ago was the January 6th insurrection. Uh, the people who participated in this insurrection were followers of the then president, Donald Trump, and Trump had been preaching the lie that the presidential election was stolen from him by the opposite party, the Democrats. Although there is no proof of widespread voter fraud, President Trump continues to insist that there was. His team filed many lawsuits, almost all of which were thrown out, and again, there was zero evidence of widespread voter fraud that would have impacted the result of the election. In reality, Biden won 51.3% of the popular vote, 81 million people, and Trump won 46.8% of the popular vote, 74 million people. But where, the, uh, but where it matters in U.S. politics, Biden still won 306 electoral college votes and he needed 270 to win now back to the unrest <laughs> so the january 6th insurrection on the u.s capitol would not have happened without the consistent denial that the election was fair by many in the republican party especially donald trump republicans have been responding to the election by trying to introduce hundreds literal hundreds of bills that suppress the vote in their states and districts. The House Bill H.R. 1, uh, also known as the For the People Act, and also known as the John Lewis... Mm, (laughs) John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. I knew it was voting rights, and then I was like, something act? (laughs) John Lewis Voting Rights uh, Advancement Act. Um, So this bill that they just passed combats the efforts these efforts to suppress the vote but at a national level which is why i think it's really important to talk about Mm -hmm. um according to congress.gov the bill provides the following so it provides uh an an expansion of voter registration and voter access and limits removing voters from the voter rolls it allows for the establishment of independent non-partisan redistricting commissions. I just want to pause here to say that this could be a solution to horrifically gerrymandered districts. Absolutely. Um, that And especially districts that have like no chance of being redrawn without federal intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, in gerrymandered districts, regardless of the party that drew it, citizens are being disenfranchised by their elected officials. And in my opinion, it is immoral and wrong. Mm-hmm putting that out there (laughs) put my name on it (laughs) um so it sets forth this bill also sets forth provisions related to election security including sharing intelligence information with state election officials protecting the security of the voter rolls uh, supporting states in securing their election systems developing a national strategy to protect the security and integrity of u.s democratic institutions elections (laughs) 
<laughs> and establishing in the legislative branch the National Commission to Protect U.S. or United States Democratic Institutions. Um, so, like an actual commission that will do stuff mm -hmm. around election security. Uh, the bill also addresses campaign spending, which I think is super important. Yeah. Um, specifically, like it doesn't undo the whole um, Citizens United thing. That's a whole other <laughs> beast. But uh, it does um, address expanding the ban on foreign nationals contributing to or spending on election elections it expands disclosure rules pertaining to organizations spending money during the election um and it revises dis the disclaimer requirements for political advertising i don't know specifically what any of those things mean but campaign spending i think is one of the most broken parts yeah. of our system like that we should not have as much money flowing into campaigns as we do yeah like it's too much of an opportunity for bullshit which is exactly what happened anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever money gets involved it gets starts getting really muddy yeah like other countries have a cap on campaign spending for all parties and it's like that makes sense every party should have the exact same amount of money and whatever they do with it, that's what they do with it. Mm -hmm. And if you can't win the vote with that, then fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the bill also establishes an, an alternative campaign funding system for certain federal offices. Again, don't really know what that is, but hey, all right. <laughs> um, it sets forth provisions related to ethics in all three branches of government, specifically the bill requires a code of ethics for federal judges and justices. It prohibits members of the House from serving on the board of for-profit for entities, and it expands enforcement of regulations governing foreign agents. So just in general, it's like a whole new bill of ethics mm -hmm. requiring everyone to be less fucking shady. Um and then finally, the bill requires candidates for president and vice president to submit 10 years of tax returns, which honestly can't hurt. Yeah. More transparency in our elected officials, the better, in my opinion. Absolutely. So in general, this bill is a direct response to the unconventional and dangerous aspects of Donald Trump's presidency. There is a lot in this bill, but I want to draw attention to the expansion of voter registration specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, a major election during a pandemic was not only odd, but it opened up our eyes in a lot of ways. We had the highest voter turnout ever mm -hmm. in this country. Yep. Uh, and likely it was because everything was at stake, everything that was at stake with this election, but also because in many ways it was easier for people to participate in their de democratic responsibility Record numbers of people received their ballots at home and either mailed it or dropped it off. Of course, this is customary, as we've talked about in the past, in many states, including Colorado. Mm -hmm. I miss you. <laughs> 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 but, but it is not the norm nationwide, especially in the South. Um, and now that it has happened, this bill aims to support making this easy access to voting 
more of a consistent reality in the United States. After all, we do live in a democracy, and if you forgot what that means, <laughs> the very <laughs> basic tenet of being in a democracy, your fundamental right is to vote. Yeah. So I think that that's really fucking important. Yeah. I I don't know, like, again, I don't know the future of this bill. All the same challenges for uh, the George Floyd Justice Act. God damn it. What are the names of these things? I keep... Justice and policing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the same, all the same challenges. Like uh, specifically, especially this one has a, an even more partisan challenge in my opinion, because there are report Republicans out there saying loudly that more registered voters hurts the Republican party. Yeah. And if that is the reality of a major party and a democratic nation, yep. then you are doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like your party needs to work for the people instead of stoking tribalism to gain votes. Exactly. Yeah. Why is this rocket science? Like how can people look at this and not go, Hmm. Hmm. So this party doesn't want more people to vote. Why? Because they'll lose if that happens? If more people vote. The fundamental thing that we're supposed to do in a democracy. <laughs> but if you make I, it fair, we'll lose. So exactly. It's like, it I only want to play if we can cheat. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'll only play Monopoly if I get the blue side first. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, frankly, it is appalling that so many people are just like, oh, this seems fine. Yeah, no, let's not. Let's restrict all of this voting. We don't want no voting here. Yeah. Like, no, you do. You actually do. <laughs> like, that is what we want. We do not want an authoritarian government. We right? want a democracy. Um, and just to put a cap on this, I want to go back to something that the reviled ex-president said, reviled in my opinion, <laughs> obviously. Um, so he responded to calls for expanding voting before the election last year, saying that Democrats, quote, had levels of voting that if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. What? <laughs> like, how can people not l listen to that and be like, hmm, wait a second. You want to disenfranchise all of us so that, yeah, yeah, no, you're still my guy. Yeah, like, well, I don't. I don't know. No, people anyway. absolutely well. People forget how democracy works. It's weird, but it's a true thing. Um, there was a story a couple weeks ago about how there's some people in northern Colorado that want to redraw the state line so they'll be part of Wyoming. And some of the comments were like, "Yeah, because I'm tired of Denver making all the rules." And I'm like, "Yeah, Denver, where all the people are, you know, majority rules, like in yeah. a democracy." Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm tired. Uh, it feels like people want special concessions because they have stupid, unpopular ideas. 
And I'm not yeah. talking like, and I'm not talking like stuff for fair, but just like, I believe there's lizard people. So let's vote on that. Like, we don't have to consider that. No, we don't. <laughs> it's stupid. Like, just because you had a weird uh, fever dream idea doesn't mean the rest of us have to pay for your acid trip. Yeah. Like, no, I totally agree. It's, it's really interesting. And it, like, one thing that is really, really hard to wrap my head around and of course it's like probably worth like a whole damn degree or something but like i understand we have issues an issue where we have highly populated areas and very low populated areas but important aspects of our economy happen in those low um populated areas such as farming mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah so we don't want to disenfranchise the people that are in low populated areas just because they don't live in an urban area. But we can't, it doesn't make sense to allow people that are in low populated areas to have more weight than the people that are in high populated areas, especially because there are more people affected by stuff that happens in high population areas. So yeah, uh, seriously, it makes my brain. No, it's a whole mess. There's a seep out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> There's a special John Oliver did on gerrymandering. And, uh, one of the things they brought up too, is the fact that, uh, Dems like to conglomerate into populated areas mm. Which actually loses your power because you don't yeah. have as many, uh, you know, Democratic uh, elected officials that way. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's uh, the whole system. I just, can we throw it out and start over? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It just feels terrible. <laughs> Everything feels terrible. I mean, I don't know what a, a better system yet, but we can come up with something different for sure. Like, let's throw it all out and start again. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I just, when I look at all of this stuff, like, zoom out and look at everything, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> we are. But, to not end on a super... <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely cause for celebration yes. for these two bills to be passed in the House. Because it is the first step to signing things into law. So now it needs to go to the Senate. And then we can see what happens there. But none of this would be even close to being legislation if it didn't pass the House. And we got through that hurdle Mm -hmm. today or this week. So, hooray! Yes, hopefully good things on the way. Yes, hopefully a safer more democratic world is ahead (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah let's go ahead and move on to the next part of our podcast our distractions what we're doing to distract ourselves with from uh you know this pandemic and other terrible things (laughs) (laughs) um my distraction this week has been the show behind her eyes on netflix okay it's like a limited series. Um, anytime there's a limited series, I'm like, was this based on a book? But I don't know <laughs> if it was. Um, but it's like a British show, and it kind of starts out as like a drama, and then it kind of takes a turn there at the end. Hmm. Um, 
so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was just kind of watching it, and then I kind of got later in the episodes, and I was like, must watch more. So <laughs> that was really cool. And uh, I've been watching every week the new episodes of Snowpiercer, and it is ugh, so good. Still, I still stand by saying that it is the closest thing to BSG I've seen in a long time. Very nice. Uh, pretty awesome. What about you? How are you distracting yourself? Um, well, one of the big things is the British uh, synth pop band Pale Waves came out with a new album. So I've been oh god! That so bye, match. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though. Seriously, like when you get a moment, check out "She's My Religion." Uh, okay. Or easy. Uh, they're both really good. They changed their sound a bit for this one. This one's more '90s pop rock ish. Like I could see okay. like Michelle Branch or like uh, Vanessa Carlton doing some of these kind of things. Interesting. Okay. Um, but still with like a bit of a dark edge and uh, very poetic lyrics. Very nice. Very well, cool. I'm glad you got some new music to keep you company. Yep. So I've been rocking that. Uh, and then also the, the Arrowverse is officially in full swing as uh, Superman and Lois premiered and The Flash also premiered. So now there's four shows going simultaneously. So oh, I'm attempting boy. to keep up with all those. Bye, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> when we don't hear from Matt anymore, it's because he's listening to Pale Waves and or watching Arrowverse shows. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, Superman and Lois had a is uh, had a really good opening episode, hmm. very solid. There's some behind the scenes stuff that's not so great about it, but oh yeah. Uh, so one of the uh, head right, not head writers, but maybe just a writer. I'd have to look more into the story, but someone was fired because they kept pushing for less black villains and more more. Uh, you know, people of color to be on positive roles. They got fired for that? They got fired for that. Hmm. That's nice. And uh, you could say it's all hoax except for the first villain they show in the season <laughs> is a black, a black person. Guy? Yep. Hmm. Weird. So, not great there. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they can save themselves if they bring in Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. Because he's been a really positive um, yeah, black role model in superhero stuff. I just want to, like, I just if anyone ever forgets, I just want to remind you that Hollywood woke is not actually woke. It's true. It's just, it's important, and it's a big chunk of the media that we watch, so it's it, it impacts us. But just always remember that the money in Hollywood is not in anyone's hands other than old white men yeah no matter what they put on a movie or tv show it's just always going to be that and and by hollywood i mean like vancouver and everywhere that these shows are yeah absolutely i mean not to get too deep into it but like moana had a huge like uh maori presence and all that stuff Mm -hmm. except for all the executive producers all Mm -hmm. old white men yep all the money a story was still written by an old white man, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I've been, yeah. Pale Waves and the Arrowverse, so. Nice. Well, I'm glad you have your vices. There we go. 
So let's move into our favorite part of the podcast, only in a pandemic. Our major civil unrest. The stories that can only happen in a pandemic or major civil unrest. What do you got for us? So only in a pandemic do I consider celebrating my home anniversary. Okay. <laughs> Marking a whole year of adapting to this weird world. Because, <laughs> yeah, Virginia shut down mid-March, March 16th last year. So I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe I'll just go buck wild on March 16th. Order pizza, tacos. <laughs> like, sit here, drink, and get fat and just be like, it's been one year. <laughs> since the life before <laughs> so yeah i don't know i don't know if i'll actually do anything but i was considering it i was like maybe maybe it's worth just celebrating something because we don't get to do that anymore so, yeah. yeah celebrate get out and do it or stay in and do it like right out and do yeah it. <laughs> i mean i'm not going anywhere duh <laughs> But yeah, what are what about you? What's your only a pandemic? Let's see. Uh, only in a pandemic does stage clutter in a rock show happen even more. I guess that's a good way to put it, or not? I don't know. Wait. Anyways, <laughs> there's even more stage clutter during a pandemic and during a live performance. Really? So, uh, so I was watching uh, a live performance from uh, Cybertronic Spree. If you don't know who they are, they're really awesome band they all dress like transformers and it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. uh so they're doing one and they all had uh the glass sheets in between each person as well as oh god um and i was like man you can't even rock out that much you're covering up more of the stage <laughs> yeah oh wow i didn't even consider that but that makes perfect sense yeah just an extra layer of protection between each of them so it was, you like uh, high five through the glass right <laughs> <laughs> And they made jokes. Like you about guys are both singing into the mic, but one person's face is smushed up against the glass, and the other person is singing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, so they got two singers, and they they usually just like run around and switch places, and it's not a big deal. But in this one, they have to like cautiously like one goes behind, one goes in front. It was it was an interesting <laughs> thing to see for sure. And they also had to pipe in. They piped in a crowd noise from previous shows mm-hmm. so they could have fans clap at the end of the song. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awkward. It, it is. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. But hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, 2022, we'll get some tours going again. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So let's round this out with our hermit level. So on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale, one being, let's go with uh, Gilbert Grape, and you've only been in the house of the same three people, completely separated from your community. (laughs) Uh, A 10 being that, I think I said one. Anyways, a 10 being Gilbert Grape. And a one being Romeo plus Juliet and you're, you know, dancing around at parties and hooking up with random chicks. <laughs> uh, I'm solidly a nine. Like, I've been teaching class and that is it. I'm just inside, locked away, 
don't talk to me. It's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't done anything or yeah, it's just been hiding hiding away. <laughs> All right. Got to do what it about sometimes. You? Uh probably an 8, maybe an 8 and a half up there cuz yeah, I really only've seen my band um this next weekend i might be going to my parents because it's been two weeks since the show um and also my dad's got his first shot so that's good it's always good so i might head over there next weekend but yeah besides that grocery store and that is it (laughs) trusty grocery store (laughs) where i purposely avoid people even when it's not a pandemic yes Like, yeah, you know what I'm I here for? You. Get out of my way. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So where can people find us if they want to ask uh, cool questions about our show or hit us up? Heck yeah. Um, so you can find us at Goth and Sloth on Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at gothandsloth at gmail.com. And you can find me at... L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And where can the good people find you, sir? I'm wizard underscore Matt on the Twitters and wizard cosplay on Instagram. My band is Leonardo Leonardo Band at Facebook and SoundCloud and Instagram now. Um, we had a new song up, so definitely check that out. It's pretty amazing. And um, my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. I'm going to be having some stuff coming out on there very soon here. And yeah, that's all the things. Yay! Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Goth and the Sloth. And please wash your hands. And wear your mask. <laughs>